Welcome to the Connecting with Coincidence radio show with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, bringing together the world's synchronicity experts to help you use meaningful coincidences to develop spiritually, psychologically, and practically. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence into your web browser to find the book, website, Psychology Today blog, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. And now, here is the host of the Connecting with Coincidence radio show, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. All right, all right. We're back here again. Thank you, Rob. And to expand your mind, here is something interesting. So let's start with some interesting words. Interest, interpersonal, interspecies, and intergalactic. And now let's go to to today's pithy phrase. Tear the web of regular reality and coincidences come flying in. When your life changes abruptly through sickness, job change, major loss, even major gain, vacation, psychedelics, meditation, coincidences are more likely to appear. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. And now let's add a new word to our lexicon, coinciders. Coinciders are people who experience meaningful coincidences. We become insiders together, looking at the meanings of synchronicities. We compare our experiences and find the world is not the way conventional reality defines it. Our minds are immersed in our mental atmosphere, the psychosphere, through which we can be telepathic, clairvoyant, sense the future, and find our human GPS. Sharpen your sensitivity to coincidences. Examine their potential uses and explanations. Read my book, Connecting with Coincidence, and learn along with me, Synchronicity Spoken Here. Our guest today is Helen Marlowe, who is a licensed clinical psychologist, Jungian analyst, and professor of clinical psychology. She chairs the Department of Clinical Psychology at Notre Dame de Namur University maintains a private practice in San Mateo, California, and facilitates Mentoring Mothers, a community service she founded that supports perinatal health. She serves as the reviews editor for the Jung Journal Culture and Psyche. Her publications include Synchronicity and Psychotherapy. She is currently co-editing a book on the spiritual psyche, which explores psychoanalytic and spiritual lineages in clinical practice. Helen, it's great to be talking with you, family, after all these years, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Your your work has just been impressive in this area, and I think, uh, like like uh, your producer mentioned, it's from multiple disciplines, and it, that adds to its richness. So, thank you very much, Helen. You are doing something uh, that you call relational Jungian therapy. What is what is that? Well, um, you know, there's been in, in the area of psychoanalysis, the, you hear about the contemporary perspective called relational analysis, relational psychoanalysis. And that is, I think, an evolution of looking at uh, the interplay of two human beings and their subjectivities as well as their objectivities, what's built between them together, um, you know, them as individuals together and them as a unit together. Uh, in the Jungian world, um, <clears throat> actually stemming from very early on in, in Jung's thought, uh, Jung spoke very presciently and very eloquently about the role of relationship as being essential for having uh, greater psychological development, both internally as well as between people. And so um, it's really interesting when you really read his earliest writings, he wrote about relationality um, quite early on before these contemporary models emerged. Um, So in many ways, I feel like I'm taking a lot of very classical Jungian work and it's being you know, it's being practiced through a lens, a, a much more contemporary lens, even though it's it's sort of been there all along. That's so. the that's the background of it. Um, uh, my first book on psychotherapy, structure of individual psychotherapy, was very relationally built. I mean, mm-hmm. it, 
because you look at psychotherapy, it's a relationship. It's not something else. I mean, it's right. going different directions. So I was just being like, uh, like, okay, a dumb jock kind of thing saying, okay. So there's two people in a room. So there's something relational going on. And I followed, right. the, I followed the relationship through stages, engagement, pattern search, change, and termination, and talk about resistance, transference, and countertransference in each of the stages. These are these are evident from what that one-on-one relationship is. It's just, it tended to be in the past, uh, as you're implying, more about getting in depth of the analysis of the patient rather than also recognizing that there are two people in the room and there's there's influences going on all the time between each of them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. What's, so what's the Jungian relationally oriented framework? What, what does that mean now to you? What are you doing relationally Jungianly? Well, you know, that's, it, that's a great question. And I think, I think one of the things, you know, the, the focus of your, your show is one area that I would consider um, is included in relational analysis that might not be conf- concluded or in- included in a more humanistic model. So for example, um, I would look at it as, you know, you are related to the person in their internal makeup, their intrapsychic, you're related interpersonally, and then you're related on this this collective level and or the spiritual level uh, that includes synchronicity. And I think that is a, is a level that's very different um, as a union. Um, and so for example, there there is, an appreciation and a respect that some of these kind of uncanny connections that happen between people that happen as a result of being truly immersed in the relationship um, happen um, that, that they're meaningful and they're not simply expressions of psychopathology or a defense or um, something that is unhealed in the person. Could you um, give, us they, a, give us an example of that? Yeah, sure. So, so, um, for example, um, I, I have so many examples. Um, I had a, uh, a woman that had experienced um, a lot of physical abuse in her childhood growing up. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, she uh, re- had recounted, you know, very, uh, in a very painful way about having had her foot broken as a result of physical abuse at the hands of one of her parents. When she, uh, at, at the holiday time, she had gone to a foreign country and had gotten me a doll as a, as a Christmas gift. <laughs> Excuse me. And she wrapped it up and she gave it to me. When I opened up the doll. The foot was broken. You got it. You got it. Um, and we we both just had to be with that together and it brought it directly into the room. You got it. Um, <clears throat> other things are, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I had a, a patient whose child, you know, very, very tragically died and they were worried about seeing a psychotherapist because they were afraid that, that, uh, that the therapist would reduce down the specialness of the child that died. And they truly felt that this child had much more of a spiritual perspective and a connection. And I, uh, you know, they didn't really know very much about me. They were referred to me in a bit of a crisis, but I knew that their, I understood their worries, but I knew their worries were not founded in terms of how I hold the work and how I hold people's experience. And so they, uh, met with me to see if I'd be the right person to help them um, with their daughter's very tragic death. And um, in discussing the funeral, they talked about a symbol that they were going to be burying with the daughter. Um, I'm going to change the symbol just for the sake of confidentiality. Let's pretend it was um, uh, uh, a moon. And so they decided that they were going to uh, bury their their child with um, aspects of the moon. And unbeknownst to them, on my on my table was a box of moons, and mm-hmm. underneath that was a book on that object in um, in and what the meaning of it was. And it was quite an unusual symbol that they were going to use with their uh-huh. daughter. 
So that um, made them confident so that in you that were the right hour, person. In that moment, um, after being with that and being with their anxieties, given their receptivity to this level of, of being, I showed them what was sitting on my table and it immediately changed the energy in the room. Yeah. So, um, is that more? Would you like more examples, or well, we're get, we're, we have about a minute left in this, so we may we may get into more. Um, but that Hello? that that is a, a a representation of engagement uh, in therapy. skeptic or a believer join me rob mcconnell as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the exxon radio tv show on xzbn and the exxon tv channel on simul tv since 1990 the exxon radio tv show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard together we'll investigate ufos aliens ghosts bigfoot psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035 extension 143 and on Skype Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul tv simul tv offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like exone sci-fi and horror we are worldwide no other provider offers that 500 built-in video games no need to have an extra expensive system we have them included free video on demand live streaming events from around the world 
interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Welcome back to CC with BB. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Yeah, that's me. And our guest today is Helen Marlowe, psychologist, Jungian therapist, and a lot of fun to talk to about synchronicity. Helen, we were talking about uh, that moon rock that um, in your in the previous segment, and uh, in my way of thinking, that helped with the engagement in therapy with that couple that was concerned about how to deal with the loss of their daughter. Yes. That, that's what I mean by relational. Is that what you mean by relational? Um, well, yes. And, and then I think it goes even further. I think it goes into that became, that symbol became um, quite instructive for me of areas of um I wound up working with their surviving daughter and I wound up working with really what what was most important for this other child's healing in the symbol that that synchronicity enabled me to have some guidance about what really needed to be addressed in in that child and um, what happened in the aftermath of that trauma in their oh, life. That's that's even that's even better. Right, okay. That's really good uh, that, it, that the synchronicity guided you the symbol guided you. Exactly. And it was the kind of thing that with that child, with this family, you would not have consciously thought that they would have had a wound or that that would have been an important theme. Um, I think it was really showing something that was quite split off in the family and that very tragically on a certain level contributed to their other child's untimely death. Oh, wow. Yeah. We can't get into that because it would get too personal, but that... uh, that the symbol was not only a way of helping the surviving daughter, but also a way of understanding what was missed in the family that may have contributed to the death of the daughter. Yes, yes. It was, it was, you know, it was one of those sort awful things that in the face of such a tragedy, you, you don't want to look at yeah. or you don't want to name that to the, the, the family, but yet to not name it, to not eventually see it, would lead to more pain and heartache in them, you know, for them, and would not have contributed to their their development after the death of their oh, child. What fun that is! I mean, I, I, I synchronicities like that are just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they're they're in the depth that they're fun as well as like, wow, how'd that happen? Kind of thing. Yes. Also, is and boy, I'm glad to be in the middle of that kind of thing. Um, that, that's, yes. <laughs> when I was a first-year resident, there was a Jungian um, third-year resident at Stanford who who uh, was like uh, whispered in my ear and said, "Your problems walk into your office." <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that's always fun. <laughs> Oh no! Is that what it looks like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so you, this has happened to you once or twice, then I guess. Uh, uh, exponentially. 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 Yes. Right. Is that is, is is that talked about much in Jungian circles? Because uh, it seems to be a common thing. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, I think I think it is, and and for some people it's extremely meaningful, and for others it doesn't resonate as much. But it's it's part of what it's part of normal conversation, if you will. Um, whereas I think in other um, kinds of analytic worlds, it's it's less commonly accepted. You know? yeah, it's, it's counter-transference and psychoanalysis, Freudian psychoanalysis, and, and, uh, or, or maybe even just probabilities, which are there because, I mean, you're practicing in a culture uh, and see people around your same age who are going through some of the same things in this culture. So there's a probability of that happening. But to have it really happen and have it resonate and have it be something that you can learn from, I mean, it becomes almost... Um, uh, ignorance to me when uh, therapists don't notice how much their patients can teach them about themselves. Yes, sure, absolutely, absolutely, and 
and and I think I think it another way it's different too is that it it when there's a lens for understanding what synchronicity is, what these meaningful coincidences are, um, it becomes another way of understanding a person and their development. It doesn't just go down this reductive path of this is all about the person's wound or their defense or that this is an expression of um, a, an, an emotional wound from childhood that was not healed. It may be all those things, and it usually is all those things, but it's not just that thing. What else and is it, Helen? What else is it? Um, well, you know, one of the things that I think um, is that I think it's it's partially an expression of individuation. I think it's partially an expression of that creative impulse in human beings f towards wholeness. Um, I think it's also um, one of the things that Jung said that was very different about his model of the psyche is that our psyches are organized in a dissociative way. And that was very different than Freud's model, which emphasized repression. And what um, Jung was saying is that our psyches are naturally built around dissociation. And so as a result, there's going to be things that we chop off because they're too painful, but also things that we chop off, things that never manifest because they're too beautiful or they're too um, inexplicable. And um, part of the work of individuation, part of the work of realizing our potential is to actually integrate and develop these aspects of life that get so split off. Um, and so, yeah. I've, ten I've tended to think of it a little differently than the dissociation, um, which means it's, it's a kind of a repression uh, in a different way. Uh, it's mm. like I don't pay attention to it. It's, it's, it's ignoring aspects of self and, and with various mechanisms, whatever you call them. But I've tended to more and more think of um, myself and my, some of my patients as having multiple selves. Uh, yes, and so how does multiple, what does multiple cells mean to you and how does that fit with uh, the dissociation of the beautiful? Yeah, I, I, I think they, I think they actually coincide. I think they, I think I think of it very similarly in that way, meaning that the dissociation is the process whereby we can have multiple selves. I actually um, used in my paper on synchronicity, Walt Whitman's Song of Myself, where he says, you know, that, that he is large, he's vast, he contains multitudes. And um, that's more along the idea of like, there might be a self in me, there might be an aspect of self that can't live out. And so I might, I might really cut that off, not even be aware that it exists. And I, I think the, the idea of dissociation, I use that or think about it more because oftentimes it involves creating something because there's such resistance to that other self. And so it has to come up in the form of a synchronicity to get one's attention or it's so cut off it, it, it manifests in that way, if what, that makes sense. Yes. What, what do you, um, how, what label do you use for the dissociated uh, uh, self of Walt Whitman's description? Um, what label do I use? Yeah. Uh, I'm not, um, I, I mean, I, I, I think I would think about the process of that, that there, there are multiple selves, but the process of having multiple selves involves a kind of dissociation of certain parts of self. But I, I could also see your point about a, a repression. Um, I think, I think about the dissociation when there's been a really intense resistance to to the work of, of mental development, if you will, of psychological development. Um, and I think that resistance um, can make one more receptive to synchronicities. Um, and in addition, the desire to grow, the desire to develop all those different selves. You know, Walt Whitman was a very developed person that desired to be as much as he could be. Um, probably also would make one open to synchronicity because there's that search and that quest for what is that about me or you know why did that synchronicity come up what is that saying about my life my development the i i've tended to call that uh i, I am i am the multitudes uh expressions self uh a spiritual self just as mm. a simple way to describe it yes and, and, and so 
I use a phrase that uh, that synchronicity um, is a path towards spiritual development, and I think yes. that's what you're saying is that our a spiritual part of ourselves, this expanded self that we dissociate from or are somewhat unaware of, cultural pressures make that the case. We we can't really be that in the in regular culture, but the synchronicity makes a synchronicity can alert us to the connection between our psyche and uh, external environment, and in that way expand our sense of self. Yes, yes, I see where you're going now. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I, I would completely agree with you. Yes, that's how I would think about it. That's an expression of that spiritual psyche. Yes. Okay, we got about a minute left, and. Um, I'll end this segment with a with a, a synchronicity with one of my patients who's uh, was one of these one of these young women that I've seen before who who because of a difficult life uh, for herself went to uh, spirituality uh, and ignored uh, working in regular reality, didn't want to get a job, didn't want to do things uh, that ordinary people do to survive. Uh, and I've I've helped her try to get more um, more um, uh, able to think rationally, and she said that. But so one day, she, uh, I had these these blue glasses that I blue gl- frames the blue framed glasses that I got because I sometimes like to pretend I'm Doctor Coincidence, and these things <laughs> and these glasses were Doctor Coincidence glasses, and I thought that uh, she would appreciate it. So when she walked in, my back was to her. I had the glasses on, and I turn around with my glasses and for the first and only time she's wearing glasses and oh my we'll come back to this you're listening to connecting with coincidence i'm your host dr bernie beitman md on the x-zone broadcast network and our guest is psychologist helen marlowe Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. ABS Media. You have heard of the Exxon? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's author of a fascinating book, Amen. 
It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back to CC with BBS. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, and we are with psychologist Helen Marlowe, who does Jungian work. And I just gave her a story about a pair of glasses synchronicity. And Helen, please comment on what you think that pair of glasses where my patient and I both looked at each other with glasses on in, in a way that neither of us had glasses on in our previous many sessions. Well, I'm, I'm kind of struck even right here in the moment. One of the things I said before the break was that I thought it was kind of um, old wine and new glasses and this idea of um, being able to um, see each other differently in, in long-term work. Sometimes um, these kinds of events can help us reevaluate, re-see one another. It might signal a new way, um, a new level of development coming into being. It might relate to a profound early wound about not being seen and that the two of you are are seeing that together in a new way. Um, it's interesting because in the break and when we uh, uh, had a little technical um, difficulties, I just got an email in my inbox from the Relational Psychotherapy Organization and it's, uh, it's the title of the IARPP conference. I'm looking at it right now and the title is Imagining with Eyes Wide Open Relational Journeys. <laughs> so Good. that just Good. came in through the email um, as I was sharing with you my answer about, you know, perhaps these glasses speak about a different way of seeing together or being able to see different things in her own work differently or on deeper levels or on levels that perhaps her defenses or her level of development couldn't access before. That's so, right. That, that, that's right, because what happened uh, over the last couple of sessions is we have g gone from the spiritual cloud that she was on uh, even further and gotten into this awful feeling that she has inside of her, a feeling that is so horrible that she doesn't think anybody should have to feel it. Mm. And and I could begin to see the container of this thing. It was kind of like a, a, a steel metal container that was very thick. And she was stopping anyone from getting to it. And what I could see and get her to admit that, yes, it was in there and that she was going to let us go into it and expose those feelings. And she was worried about how bad I would feel being exposed to that. Oh, that's very powerful. And, and so it is like signaling this way that something that has been there but couldn't be touched and couldn't be accessed, couldn't be integrated, that you're able to relate to together now. Yes. Both so of that, you. Yeah, eyes wide open. Yeah. Eyes wide, eyes wide open to see things in a different way. I didn't realize that. That's kind of evolved since – it has evolved since that pair of glasses thing, which I just thought of as bringing us closer together, uh, mm -hmm. solidifying our relationship. But it's gotten now into really doing the work of psychotherapy is to get her to be able to, to pay attention with me collaboratively to open up that uh, awful, terrible inside of her. Yeah, to really, really get in and see that together. Well, let, let's now go to um, the synchronicity that you've told me about, the one involving your father. And uh, we'll go, we'll, I, I want to go through it uh, with some kind of uh, slower pace because I want to be able to comment as we go along. So would you tell us about that, uh, that's, that synchronicity with your father, please? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, sure. Um, I have to also confess I um, you know the unconscious works in funny ways and it wasn't until yesterday that I learned an additional level an additional coincidence that has to do with our very interview today October 4th so 
um, I will share that part too, which I have not shared with you in advance. So um, it sort of hit me like a ton of bricks and totally affirms the work you were doing. So um, so I um, the the synchronicity that I had shared was my father um, uh, uh, died uh, last last year on December 1st and um, uh, he um, I had been uh, kind of going back and forth with um, his his battle with cancer and it looked like he was um, you know maybe not going to make it mid-November and um, uh, I was concerned about him and uh, my children wanted to go out and go see a movie the movie Daddy's Home too and um, kind of made me feel a little eerie inside I immediately thought of the symbolic level given what my dad was going through and how quickly it looked like he was ending his life we went to the movies and um, I took a picture of the 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 theater um, which was in room number nine and um, I sent it I texted it to my sister who was in St. Louis where my dad was and um, the nine was important to me just because um, I'm one of nine children and um, it said daddy's home too and we both said gosh I, I hope I hope daddy's not going home right this you know today this weekend well my dad didn't he prevailed uh, for another few weeks and uh, um, when uh, I, I, I when it seemed the end was near I flew back to St. Louis and um, uh, was with him uh, on his final days of life and um, uh, the morning after um, my father died um, there's one um, artist whose sort of poem quote of the day I get I don't get stuff like that at all in my inbox I just am subscribed to this one individual and um, he has a poem called living memory and it's a poem that's um, about cherishing the memory of another and um, I've sent that to a couple of faculty members um, uh, when they've suffered a loss in their family and so uh, the morning of December 2nd I wake up um, after being with my father in his final moments and the living memory poem is in my inbox um, and um, I actually forwarded it to my assistant at the university because she had always been the one that ordered those poems and she just laughed and said of course these things happen to you all the time and you know we bonded over that anyway fast forward and because uh, your assistant said these things happen to you all the time yeah 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 she's by now she just she's like do we even have to communicate or is the synchronicity going to going to do that for us I mean it's it's really uncanny and you know these kinds of things she works with me day in and day out and you know these sort of uncanny things that happen and um do they happen to her too or mostly to you uh they happened well she's she's certainly increased her appreciation of them and and I think you know I think I think they do happen to um most people in some fashion and I think they've happened to her even more she feels like I, they still happen a lot more with me she says but yeah and, uh, and <laughs> so you're in the you, you, I, you you're perhaps like I, I am you study this a, a bunch and you start seeing it more and there's something about being in the midst of synchronicity things that uh, make it happen more often to you uh, just studying it makes it happen more often I, I will we'll go away from that one but I think I, I, I like finding people who are have who just see them all the time and and aren't blown out by them but just see them as part of their daily life so anyway you've got the poem yeah so that and that's me and she's like I, I I you know this happens to you all the time you know of course you believe in this and 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 she has to vouch for it because she's like here it is. It's really concretely happening. You're not making this up. This is this is these are the waters you swim in. So, yeah. so you know, I sent that to her. I knew she would appreciate it immediately. And um, then we went to bury my father. And I was rummaging in my purse the morning of my dad's funeral, and um, I was looking for a pen. And um, lo and behold, I found the ticket stubs that said "Daddy's home too." And, you know, it brought me to tears and I was just sort of in awe and, and felt very, very connected to it. And that was before we got to the funeral. But you put, you put the ticket stubs in your purse. Uh, yeah. So we had, I had gone to the movies with my kids, yeah. you know, several, three or four weeks. It was about three weeks before he died. And, um, so, uh, so they were just, had, 
wandered to the bottom of my purse and I didn't even realize they were in my purse anymore. Yes. So th that's a kind of coincidence that I say you made happen. And when I talk about human GPS, I talk uh, about you creating the coincidence yourself. Ah, uh, yes. But but not being aware of it. I mean, it's your subconscious in action. I call it a behavioral subconscious that makes these things happen. Between the, the Freudian and the Jungian is this ability to know where things are without knowing how you know that. Right. Well, that that's an interesting point. That's 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 right. Yeah. So I had I had done that and 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 I also didn't shy away from the, you know, the title of the movie and going yeah. to you know, all that. Um, the, the most uncanny thing is, as I shared with you, was, you know, I that was comforting as we drove to the funeral and I felt this connection with my dad and I was musing on the meanings of daddy's home, too, for my own personal life and so forth. So I went to put my purse in the back of the church and um, the outer flap was open where I keep my iPhone and where the ticket stubs were. And um, I was running out out to to join everyone and I thought oh maybe I should just take a moment and and you know and just zip up the outer pouch and I'm like well, who, who's going to take my phone in a church who cares and then my mind my thoughts went oh my god the ticket stubs are in there and I wouldn't want to lose those ticket stubs um so so that actually is what motivated me to you know zip up my purse not that people would see my phone and I zipped it up after the service, I went back and, um, you know, the, the purse was underneath the countertop that had all the votive candles and um, sitting right in front of the candle were my ticket stubs um, right in front as if it was like a prayer or an intention. And I have no idea how that happened. Everyone was in the service. I had mindfully and very consciously thought I should zip up my purse um, I don't want to lose these tickets. They're precious to me. Um, and, um, and somehow the somehow, and we won't, we don't know how those stubs, those stubs appeared outside your purse when you came out of the service. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're coming to the end of this, and we're going to speculate, ask you to speculate about how that happened. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Bernie Beitman, MD, on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. We're talking to Helen Marlowe. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV. Plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is. But you can have it today, right now. It is Simo TV. Simo TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at SimulTV.com. Do it today. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, 
or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Yes, 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 and yes. Welcome back to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Biteman, MD, and we are talking with Jungian psychologist, psychotherapist, Helen Marlowe, and she told us a pretty amazing story about ticket stubs appearing outside of her purse, as you can hear from the last segment, uh, around the death of her father after the service. But something happened yesterday, Helen. What was that? Yeah, so the the other part that I, I, again, you know, the marvel at the unconsciousness, even for those of us that live in these worlds. And um, so my dad's favorite saint is um, St. Francis. And um, his prayer cards had the prayer of St. Francis. That was what we used during his funeral. Um, When I returned um, to California, um, I, I, uh, on Friday, I met with my children. They had had a a Christmas pageant, and um, quite tragically, there had been another um, uh, what turned out to be a fatal heart attack of my brother-in-law this very same week, and my husband had flown out to be with his brother, and um, so I was there on Friday um, after burying my father on Tuesday, and uh, there was a man. Uh, I took the kids out for lunch at just sort of a burger's place, not fancy at all, and a man was sitting there, and he was literally um, sitting like a statue feeding the birds and he was having the kids come up and feed um, birds out of their hand and he had tamed these birds and so I was in this field and I was like boy this it was like a, a, a father reminder a, a reminder of my dad and St. Francis and all that anyway it was sort it was very uh, comforting and healing in the aftermath of so much loss well just so happens um, Bernie that um, I didn't realize until yesterday but Today, the day of our interview, is the Feast of St. Francis. Good. Yeah. So I thought that was so interesting because I was not sure if I wanted to speak about this in a, in, you know, in, in a public setting and so forth and uh, decided to. And um, I just thought it was very affirming that, that you know, this other part that was such a reminder of my father and also played into how I connected with him after his death Um this bird sort of synchronicity and now here we are interviewing about it and it's on the feast of saint francis so and and the impact on you you starting to describe i can hear it would you put some words on that please yeah it you know it um it was impactful in the here and now about a bond and a connection that survives even after death and that that i can access it and that i can access it uh, through parts of my father that um, are so meaningful, that were so influential in my life. Um, and and then also the synchronicity itself, not to go into all the details for me, but the synchronicity itself, the form it took, actually has a huge amount of meaning for me. The daddy's home to message. Um, there's something about having two homes. There's something about holding on to both homes. There's something about the St. Francis synchronicity that has a lot to do with my own relationship with him and my own development as a person. And so it, it, it continues to guide me in addition to being this affirmation of uh, the spiritual psyche, a spiritual way of being, a spiritual presence that that supersedes, that transcends death. Yeah. Uh, from your description, I can hear or vision you uh, still connected to your father. 
Oh, that's, that's lovely. That's, that's how it feels. That's, I appreciate you saying that. You're welcome. You're welcome. I, the, the ticket stubs appearing outside your purse at church yeah. after service. Now, we don't know how that happened, but what do you, what, what you're, you're, uh, you, you think in the kind of uh, acausal terms of Jung, but it's the, still what's acausal and it's just something maybe we haven't learned to understand very well yet. Um, what, what, how'd that happen? You know, I, you know, as you said, we, we don't know, but I, I do believe, and I know you've written quite a bit about this, about, you know, um, high coincidencers, um, people that report it frequently. And I, I believe it can be an expression of psychopathology, but I also can believe, I believe it can be an expression of, of people that accept that this is a level of life and who work at it. And so I do wonder about this idea of, of, um, the power of psychic energy, the power that, you know, many, many years that I have spent working on the issues that I think are contained in that synchronicity. Um, I think that that has a certain energy. And then I think there is something larger that has to do with, um, with connecting with something bigger than myself that, that, um, connected with me and knew that I could, you know, maybe I couldn't, maybe they didn't know I could receive it, but I can receive it where someone else might just blow it off. Um, but, but that, but there is something greater that, um, that can sustain us. And so I, I think it was both my own work of consciousness, my own work of, um, working on the issues that are symbolized in the synchronicity as well as something besides me that comes that, that that's part of living um, in a human form, that there is a spiritual truth. There is a spiritual reality that is, I think it's more accessible to all of us. Um, and then how much we might be able to take it in or, or how, how frequently it manifests might have to do with our own psychic energy and how we're channeling the energy of consciousness and working to develop a more whole self. You said several things in the, in what you in this that that we are spiritual beings in earth suits as some people like to describe it and we don't recognize that that and that synchronicity can make us aware of that but even further you said they knew they without the reference of that pronoun they knew that you could receive this kind of experience. Uh, who are they? Well, I, I think that is some uh, divine, you know, I mean, that that's, and that gets, as Jung even said, you know, um, you know, that's, that's in the province of theologians, but I would say that that's God, that's uh, however one defines that, that, that uh, source of God, spirit, soul, uh, the numinous, it's named in very many, many different names across many different traditions. Um, and I think the various names have to do with, you know, people's own religious beliefs and traditions and cultures. But the fact that there is, there are so many names, I think speaks to uh, a kind of spiritual energy, spiritual presence. Um, and I, I don't know how exactly, what name is the right name, um, we all have, I think, different names if we believe in that. So I would think about it as a spiritual energy. Oh, well, I like the way you said it was they. I mean, like it's a it's a cohort of s several somethings that uh, <laughs> thought that uh, you could you could accept this. And I I I I have this view of of self myself uh, as having a, a lower self that's uh, body oriented, a mental self um, that's rational and and emotional. But it, it it just literally goes up, and the higher it goes, uh, the more ethereal it becomes. And up there is like this looks like a kite flying up there. <laughs> That's that's my higher self uh, that has something to do with influencing if I let it come through and I try to let it come through some sometimes uh, let it come through to my lower self down here where I'm trying to use 
synchronicity experiences to help people see that there's something else going on and you don't need uh, religion as it's been taught us but just your own experience that will t inform you that there is a spiritual part of your life that is with you every day yes i i couldn't agree with you more absolutely and, and then that feels that feels like part of that relational work you know you asked me about that from the beginning whether or not anyone ever whether the patient is aware of that, I'm aware of that, and that's always part of the relational work that we're doing is is for them to integrate that as part of their their relation their, themselves, and that, that that's always part of our relationship, whether it's articulated or not. But um, we have we have about a minute left, and I'm going to tell you a quick story about a new patient of mine who who just remembers her dreams she's about 20 and she uh -huh. remembers her, her dreams from uh, middle school she it's clearly as if they happened in reality and her dreams were so intense that sometimes she'd be mad at somebody uh, in her grade um, because she was mad at her in the dream and she for, didn't know that there was a difference between the two of them wow she, and she has lucid dreams about her grandparents where she knows she's dreaming when she's talking to them. And she's this somewhat of a mousy person who's tried to behave herself as an only child and stuff. Uh, and here this we open up this vast dream uh, access uh, for, of hers and we're, we're going to do dreams with her. It's kind of uh -huh. opening opening up to her unconscious uh and and, and it's the it's a, a tunnel right there into her unconscious it's it's an amazing experience being part of that that's so powerful do you have a sense of why she's coming to you right now she wants to be able to maintain her relationship with her parents while also getting out from their thumb they are they are organizing her life too much. One of her dreams was her mother told her, you can't be a lesbian. Now, she's not a lesbian, but it's her mother telling her she can't be what she wants to be. She's in therapy to individuate and still maintain a loving relationship with her parents. Well, and I'm, I'm laughing over here because you answered it as, as the good clinicians and us often do, but I was meaning more, do you know why she's coming to you right now? Why, why are you attracting her? <laughs> because I've been wanting to have some more patience to get into spiritual stuff with. She's, she does the, she, she knows, she's been to Delphi. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But Helen, it's been great having you on the show. Thank you very much for being with us. You've been listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. And we've had a great conversation with Dr. Helen Marlowe. My pleasure. Thank you. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, Join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. 
Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.